0: Good evening, the uh, Lahore Mdia Movement or Ahmadiyya Anjuman nishayat islam welcomes you to its broadcast. Just to remind you that uh, the Lahore Mdia Movement was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of <coughs> His teaching was that although other Muslims say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another prophet will come. But the Holy Quran calls the Holy Prophet Khatmun nabiyin and the Holy Prophet said it means Lana there is no prophet after him. So after the Holy Prophet, no prophet can now come whether an old prophet or a new prophet or whatever. And uh, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed's claim was that he was the reformer, the Mujaddid of the 14th century of Hijra, the person for whom the Holy Prophet had used the titles Messiah and Mahdi. (coughs) (coughs) Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed also taught that uh, other Muslims, start calling each other kafirs and heretics and this and that at the slightest disagreement. But he pointed out that the Holy Prophet said that if one reciter of the Kalimah says to another reciter of the Kalimah that you are not a Muslim, then it is the person saying it who is not a Muslim. Hazrat Mirza Ulam also taught that although other Muslims believe that some verses of the Holy Quran have been abrogated, this is untrue. Because God says, I have revealed the Holy Quran and I am responsible for protecting it. So the Holy Quran, God's revelation, was under Allah's protection. So how could be, how could any verse be missing from it? And Hazrat <laughs> Mirza Ghulam stressed that uh, jihad is the duty of every Muslim but Jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad and not as defined by other people. The Holy Prophet, when returning from fighting, said that Muslims return from Jihad-e-Asghar, the minor struggle, the minor Jihad, to jihad akbar the major struggle and explained that the major struggle, Jihad-e-Akbar, was a struggle with one's own self for reformation, for doing the right thing. That is the real Jihad. But of course it is correct that if you're attacked with the sword, then you defend Islam with the sword. But not otherwise. It does not mean that if someone criticizes Islam, you take a gun and shoot them in the head. It simply brings Islam into disrepute. People say they have no answer to our objections and this is why they go around killing people. But the objection still remains, whether it's on paper or uh, a podcast or um, a YouTube video. Unless you answer it, the objection still remains. So, what's the point of killing someone? With that, let us turn (coughs) to the Holy Quran. We are discussing Chapter two, verse ninety eight, and this is the uh, seventh broadcast in that series. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim من Wamala Ikati he were اللَّهَ <laughs> Whoever is an enemy to Allah and his angels and his messengers and Gabriel and Michael, then surely Allah is an enemy to disbelievers. Yesterday we looked at uh, the word Varusulihi, so today (coughs) we'll carry on, in fact we'll cover a number of words from there. The next word is Vajibriela, this is in two parts, it has two segments as they say and uh, (coughs) The first segment is va and. So you notice the fact, and this is why I mentioned these segments etc. So that people can see how what, what are separate words in other languages, such as and, table and chair. And doesn't become a part of the word, the noun chair. But in Arabic, Wa Jibreel. Wa and Jibreel. And itself becomes a part of Jibreel. Now, Jibreel is a proper noun. It's the name of an angel. And that is why Jibreel does not have uh, roots and so on. And this is an important point, and it's important, will become evident in the next few minutes. And the next word is after Jibreel, wa mi Michael. Again, that has two segments, two parts wa and Michael. The proper name. It's a proper name. So, that's it. <clears throat> then you have Fa-Inna. That has uh, two segments Fa and Inna, meaning then, so, or as a result of. He was no- naughty, So, his dad got angry or he was naughty and as a result, his father was angry. So, as a result, (coughs) then we have the word Allah. Now, if you look in dictionary and I'm not talking about dictionaries which of Arabic to English which have been compiled by <coughs> non-Muslims, even by Muslims. What you see is that here is the proper noun Allah. But they say it consists of two segments, Al and Illa. And Illa has the root Hamza, Lam Ha. Now you see, (coughs) by saying this, because it's incorrect, and we'll see that in a minute, and we've seen it before actually, every time we come to the word Allah, I've mentioned this, why it's incorrect. And this is unique research by the Lahore M.D. It was conducted by Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq Sahib and he actually wrote a book both in Urdu and in English and it's called The Name of God and uh, in it he uh, actually goes through many many religions and gets quotations from their holy scriptures from their in their original language about name of God and he is the one who pointed out this error. Now see what happens is that Arabic alphabet is Divided into two parts. And one section is called sun letters, and the other section is called moon letters. The word for sun in Arabic is shams. Now, if you add al Shams that becomes Ashams. Although Lam is written, in pronunciation it's dropped. So all the letters where pronunciation follows this rule are called the sun letters. And then you have the word Kamar, Moon. But if you add Al to it, it becomes Al Qamar. Al is pronounced, Lam is pronounced, and Lam of Al is pronounced in full, Al Qamar. So, the letters that follow that rule, they're called the moon letters. So, if we look at these rules, and Allah is a combination of Al and Illa, then Lawam cannot be dropped, it has to be pronounced in full. So you'll have, you'll say Al-Illa, you wouldn't say Allah. The fact that you say Allah means that it's not a combination of Al and Illa, it's a different separate word in its own right. Now, the importance of this lies in the fact that there is an objection against Islam that Muslims believe in many gods but they have like a chief god. So you have Illah God. But then you have Allah or Al-Illah. And that is the chief god. If you look at uh, Romans and uh, Greeks and so on, they followed the same concept. There were many gods. Gods of storms and gods of flooding and god of volcanoes and god of lightning and, and so on and so forth. And then they had a chief god. And these gods used to sort of fight each other and, uh, you know, try and do each other down. And uh, the chief god will then intervene and make peace between. them. Now, Arabs had the same thing or a similar thing. We all know that uh, in the Holy Kaaba, there were many gods, many statues, many strangely shaped trees and rocks and so on, which they said were gods or came from God and they gave them different names. So, by this incorrect interpretation of the name of God, we open ourselves to criticism and ridicule. And the Muslim world needs to be grateful to the Lahore and the amu- movement and its great scholars like Hazrat Maulana uh, Abdul and Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali and so on, that they cleared these things. So non-Muslims didn't have a stick to beat Muslims with. This is an important point and uh, this is why I repeated it so often every time the word Allah has appeared I repeated the objection and the answer to that objection so that you may remember. The next word after Allah is Adul. So let us Look at that. And uh, its uh, root, its triliteral root is Ain, Dal and Va. And from these three these three letters, thirteen words have been made. And in total words made from this root appear in the Holy Quran 106 times. And uh, 50 times Vadduv That's the most common occurrence. And then 15 times V Tada and then the number drops for example uh, six times it is Adavat which is a common word in Urdu as well meaning enmity and eight times as udvan. And so on. Now, the basic word Al Adwu means to exceed the limits or a lack of uh, um, felicitation, friendship, harmony between various people. And this could be, and th- this is applied actually if it uh, refers to an emotional condition, we have Adavatan. And that is, you know, if your heart is happy or unhappy. It's exceeding the limit in the no it it, it you know whatever the normal condition of heart is it's exceeding that with happiness or sadness or anger or whatever but this word is also used when you exceed the speed limit of the it's also used if you exceed the limits when you're dispensing justice and you are not being just, udwanun adhun. So basic is you exceed the limits and uh, that leads to undesirable consequences. Now you can have this in two ways al One is a person who is intentionally your dish, your uh, uh, enemy, and sets out to harm you, hurt you. As it says in chapter four, verse ninety-two, wa in kana min So what you have is, (coughs) if the uh, deceased, the person murdered is from among your enemies. That is a group of people, they've set out to injure you, hurt you and one of them dies. chapter 25 verse 31 ya alna li kulli Aduvum minal mujrimin and from the people sinners there are enemies of every message every prophet That they try and harm them in some way. I mean, you know, like Abu Jai tried to harm the Holy Prophet Muhammad. But then you have another category where the person concerned or the people concerned don't really want to harm you. But their actions are such that they actually end up doing this. And uh, for your children, your progeny, the Holy Quran in chapter sixty-four, verse fourteen, says this: "Adu wul fa fa <coughs> fa they are your enemies." That is, they're not going to set out to hurt you or harm you, but what they do will be such that it will harm you. You know, they won't set set out to do something, but the net result of their actions will be such. And we see this that uh, you know some people who would be very pious very holy and so on then they'll do something wrong to protect or support their children and what they've done is although the children didn't set out to be to harm you and hurt you they have done it by making you, I don't know, give false evidence or lie on their behalf or whatever. <clears throat> Another use, chapter 2, verse 231 Vala <speaking> tum <in Hebrew> The Holy Quran warns men. Don't force women. Don't force your wives to stay married to you so that you may harm them, hurt them. Even if not physically, certainly emotionally. <clears throat> In chapter 4, verse 14 Wa <laughs> Wa the And the person who is disobedient to Allah or his messenger he will exceed the limits. And in a number of places referring to the Israelites God <coughs> refers to the fact that they find excuses to violate for example the sabbath min minkum fis and about the sabbath the saturday you exceeded the limits because as we all know Jews are not supposed to do any work or business on Saturday. So what people did was they wanted to carry on with their business. So they found different excuses like they would go fishing to catch fish and sell. But they'd say, well, you know, I'm not doing business. I'm relaxing. This is my hobby. This is not my business. But if I catch too many fish, what am I supposed to do? Let them go to waste. I don't want to waste good food that God has granted me. So they find some excuse. They, you know, like these days we do. We find an excuse not to give zakat. Anything. And there is actually a whole topic in Sharia called hile. Which are basically reasons which have been concocted for Muslim, to allow Muslims to do certain things like not give zakat and so on. But in chapter 2, verse 2 to 9, God says, Til ka pala And these limits are imposed by God, so do not exceed them. And uh, those that uh, exceed them, then God says, well, you know, they suffer the consequences of uh, doing what they have done. Uh. And uh, God says that, you know, and warns Muslims, Against doing this. Fata avanu alal birri vataqwa, valata avanu alal ismi wal udwani. Chapter 5 verse 2. If it's something good, poise, then help each other in such things. But don't help each other in doing the wrong thing and this is a serious warning. This is a serious warning that we should heed because many times we do exactly the opposite of what the Quran says. Let's take the example of the Sri Lankan gentleman who was working in a Muslim majority country. He didn't know Arabic. He didn't know what was written on some poster. And it is alleged that he tore that poster. Now, the interesting thing is no police report was made. No police investigation was carried out. There was no trial at which he could explain himself. And the man was beaten to death. As he lay on the ground, unable to move, some people were beating him and other people were rushing in and helping them. If one person would get tired of kicking him or uh, hitting him with a stick or iron bar or something, and he would be out of breath, another one would rush in and take that iron bar or that stick and carry on hitting this poor person. In the end, nothing was ever proved against him. And this is what this verse is talking about. Don't do this. If people are doing the wrong thing, You should try and stop them. But if you can't stop them, at least don't rush around helping them, actually encouraging them in their wrongdoing. With that, we have come to the end of our time. So with the prayer that regardless of what your nationality or uh, race or religion or sect uh, uh, is, I pray that Allah keeps the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.